Hey, bowlers, bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today on the Above180.com podcast is Mika Koibunemi. Mika has 14 PBA titles. Mika was the first bowler to win a PBA title on all five of the PBA animal patterns, the shark chameleon cheetah scorpion and viper so mika with that thanks for joining me today thank you it's my pleasure to be with you well mika lots of you're making some news so but i want to begin first with your time on the pba tour and you you have 14 career pba titles let's talk about the your most memorable moment on tour uh it's really difficult to just pick one of course, always to win your first title is, is, is what everybody's dreaming about and me for being the Masters. That's one of them. And of course, winning the U.S. Open, it's everybody's dream to win the U.S. Open. And, and of course, when I won the tournament the champions for biggest prize fund. So basically, all the major wins are the biggest things for me. Well, yeah, talk about that, because you were a household name on the European tour back in the 90s, and you've you know won titles in 21 different countries. You made the jump over to the PBA, though, back in 1999, so talk about, um, just talk about how that was, because the PBA was really in its heyday during the 90s, and then even, you know, through the mid-2000s. Talk about, you know, making that decision to jump over and come both stateside. Yeah, actually, I was... I basically quit working like 1990 and just ball for a living. And mostly I ball with small tournaments in Finland. And when I collect enough money, I went somewhere overseas to ball bigger tournaments. And I bought a lot of in Asia. And then I started to come a little bit for US for Mega Bucks tournaments and made good connections. And 96. We decided to move to the U.S. and just try to ball here for a living. 
And I did that about three, three and a half years. But then the Mega Park tournament started to go down and I said not as good and Team Challenge wasn't anymore what it was. And a lot of guys joined the PTA and I decided it's my time to also see how I will do with the highest level. So what was the biggest uh, challenge for you in bowling in the transition moving from you know from overseas, coming from Finland and bowling over here? Uh, there's a lot of challenges, of course. And, and as a bowling-wise, when I first came over, I, I did okay, but not as good as I wanted. And I started to work very hard with my coach that time, run happy, and we changed a lot of things in my, my style. And it took about a year before it really started to pay off. And late 97, I started to do really well. I, I won the Hoinke, 400,000, and many other tournaments. And then I knew that I can do anything. So what advice do you have for amateurs here who you said you worked with Ron on your game? Were you still bowling competitive while you were you know, making these changes and implementing in, them into your game? Or how do you, what advice do you have for an amateur who says, you know, I'm working with my coach on some things and I still want to be competitive, but I don't want to feel like I'm wasting my money by entering these tournaments? Yeah, of course. I, I think you need to bowl tournaments because then you really know how you are doing. If you don't bowl tournaments, it's easy to do some things in practice, but then you bowl tournaments and you really see how you do under pressure. Of course, my situation was really good that time. I, I was sponsored by Dave Bernhardt, who also took the Crips. And I didn't have that much pressure for, for losing money that time. And I just couldn't focus and I didn't do anything else. So I practiced five, six days a week and let's say two to four hours a day for about eight, nine months before they really start to pay off. Well, in that practice, I'm sure that added some versatility to your game as you were the first player to win on all five of the PBA animal patterns. What does that mean to you, that you're able to win on the short, win on the long, win on the medium, you know, win on everything? Yeah, that, that was actually really special for me when I was the first one to get all five patterns down. And it's, but in, in the end, we bought more for the house. Is how the house house react for everybody's role. And all the good bowlers, they are able to bowl long, so the medium. And, and it's, some houses your role matches better and some it doesn't. And you strike, you get a little bit bigger strike area and everything matches and then you have your chances. So let's move on to a little bit of the PBA 50. You're a couple of years shy of that. I, I understand that. But you see, you know, Amleto having success, Pete having success, Norm, all these guys having success out there. Is that something uh, that you're thinking once you, you, you're eligible that you're going to be bowling some of those events when, when, the, you know, when the time is right? Uh, probably I will bowl at least some of them, but, but it's still a few years away, so I don't pay too much attention for that right now. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I still want to bowl. And looks like my new job in UIE let me bowl some tournaments, even the BPA Tour right now. So it's not like I'm retired for everything, but that's not going to bowl full time. 
yeah. Well, speaking of that, let's let's get into that a little bit. You're, you took a coaching position with UAE. Is there anything? What can what can we expect to see from you? What what are you going to be doing? I know we talked. You're heading over there, uh, you know, shortly here to to do some things. But is, what can you talk about, or what can you share with us on that new position? Yeah, I, I will be the head coach of the UAE. So I will be training all the teams, like men's teams, ladies team, youth junior teams and I will travel with them all the tournaments what they will have all the Arabic national team tournaments they go so I will be pretty busy I I will spend my time between Abu Dhabi and, and Dubai I, my understanding is like two groups and I think every other day I am Dubai every other day I am in Abu Dhabi practicing with them has coaching always been something that you've had a passion for? Yeah, I always liked coaching. I've been coaching a little bit all my life, and like the last 20 years probably. And I don't have so much experience with the national team, but I, I worked one year with the team Denmark 2013, and I really liked that. And, and the opportunity that I got in UIE, it was something I could not pass at this point, especially with all the physical difficulties I've been having the last six, seven months. So when coaching, you said you're going to be coaching both the men and the ladies. I had, I do another show where with myself and Coach Casey of Klempkin from Storm, their technical director there. We talked to Dr. Dean Hinnance, the, um, you know, well-noted uh, psychologist and, and bowling, uh, you know, guy who helps people with uh, the mental side of bowling. And he had said that you have to, in his opinion, you have to coach women different than men as opposed to, you know, and his example was that a, a man, like a male, like if, if I was getting a lesson from you, I'm going to look at all your credentials and say, okay, I got to listen to what this guy says because he knows what he's talking about because he can, you know, walk the walk, so to speak. Whereas ladies need to know that you're understanding of them and more of a feely sort of thing. Do you, do you have any thoughts on that as far as coaching men versus ladies? Yeah, there's always, always different when you coach. And actually every individual is different too, um, that's for sure is something I need to learn, getting better to know what is the best way to get my message through for every person. Uh, I'm starting to read much more stuff for that and, and try to try to educate myself, getting better with that also. So, uh, doing my research, I saw you were a three-sports star in high school. You did basketball, hockey, and soccer. Talk about why the transition to bowling. Sounds like you're a pretty good athlete, and you could have done really any of those. Yeah, I was I was decent with any any sport with the ball, and I, I like it a lot. And I don't know something about bowling just just was I really wanted to do. I had a great friends. They I grew up, and and we spent a lot of time together. And and the challenge of the bowling, and of course, my mom was bowling that time, so I was spending some time in bowling centers and. I was about 15 years old. It was the only sport left for me. And before we go, I do have to talk about BowlingThisMonth.com, a great friend of the Above180.com podcast and sponsor. Great stuff, great articles there, lots of articles that will help you to improve your game. They've been around now for over 20 years. Right now, looking at the website, there's a great article by Heather Dierico talking about shoulder strength and shoulder stability and don't forget the ball reviews lots of stuff there some john jowdy coaching stuff uh joe slowinski who's been a guest on the show as well with a great article on how to transfer energy cleanly 
we all can use some help with that and lots of great information great stuff there so make sure you check out bowlingthismonth.com lots of great articles inside dean hinnance is one of their writers as is a friend of the podcast and so is mike jazz now so check them out and with that mika i'm gonna let you go but thanks again for joining me today and all the best of luck with your new uh new career okay thanks for having me